This is Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare from Rock 94.7. Welcome to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. I'm Terry Stevens, tonight's guest. You saw him live along with Beyond the Threshold and Another Lost Year during a sold-out show on Friday, March 1st at the Fillmore in downtown Wausau. Fellow metalheads, it is my absolute pleasure to say... Edsel Dope. Welcome to Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Uh, first things first, man, congratulations on a sold-out show on Friday night. Appreciate it. We appreciate going to places that we've never been before, man. It's like we've been around so long, and to think that there's still pockets in America where we haven't actually been is pretty rad. I'm pretty sure you guys outsold Jim Belushi last night. He was playing right down the street from you. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> beauty, beauty. Now, uh, Edsel, uh, my, the first question that I have for you, I mean, you're Edsel Dope. You were a founding father of dope. My first question is, um, are you holding, bro? What do you think? <laughs> now, here's the thing, man. You guys actually sold, You guys actually dealt a little in the early days of the band to fund the band. Given the, the, given the financial state of the music industry today, have you ever thought about maybe doing a little something on the side? No, man. You know, like, I did a lot of really questionable stuff when I was younger because I had nothing to lose. And, you know, and I'm that kind of cat in my head. But at this point in my life, like, I've built a really good career with the band. And then I have lots of other ways that I've, you know, put together through the course of my life, whether it's production or consulting. Like, I I do all right. So at this point in the game, it it would be uh, self-destructive to put myself in a position where I could lose, you know, everything that I've worked so hard for. But... But I'll go to Vegas and get a little crazy. There we go. There we, you are sufficiently diversified already, is what you're saying. Yes, man. You know, I, I, I've, exactly. I've expanded my operation, and now I'm I'm legal with pretty much everything I do, and uh, you know, at least financially, and that's uh, that's good. I'm good with that. You guys actually popped our protester cherry last night. We actually had protesters across the street. First time that has ever happened at a Rock 94.7 show. I I think you helped us arrive, brother. Nice. Well, uh, am I allowed to say bad words right now or no? Yeah, I I can edit that out later. You're fine. All right, good. So, So this is what I did. When I showed up, the protester was there, which I love because I admire their conviction. You know, they're so, they believe in what they're doing so much that they're out there in the freezing cold talking to a bunch of derelicts. So, um, so I give them credit for that. So what I did was I looked this in the eye and I was like, dude, I'm with you. I'm on your team. I agree with everything you're saying. You are doing good work out here. And I think for just a second, he believed me. And for that very second that he believed me, then he looked at me and I said, I want to you in the <laughs> and if you would have seen the look on his face, dude, it was priceless. And then I left. Um, but, but that was it. And, and, I, and for the record, I don't want to him in the I just wanted to give him the most bizarre, whacked out sprays that I could come up with that would just make him go, wow. I just went from almost believing this person to really becoming terrified. The only thing that could have made that better is if you were holding a microphone and you dropped it after you said it <laughs> before you yes. walked away. That would have been epic, man, for sure. I agree with you. Unfortunately, I was outside. There was no microphone to be had. I I would have settled for a at that point. <laughs> You're listening to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show heard every single Saturday night. 
from 9 until midnight central standard time on rock 94 7 1029 and online at rock 947.com you can also listen on your android device just download the rock 94 7 app from the google play store our interview with Edsel Dope of Dope continues. Now, uh, Edsel, No Regrets came out in 2009. You made a mention last night that you do have new stuff on the way. When can we expect the new Dope, man? Uh, this summer, for sure. We're going to put out a new record. I don't know if it's going to be late summer, probably more like late summer because I'm a procrastinator. Um, <laughs> so I'd say late summer, we'll have a new record and we'll be playing a lot more consistently and there'll be new videos and all kinds of new cool stuff looking Looking forward to the, uh, you know, every time you put out a new record, you get to kind of reface everything. Your Facebook, your website, your, you know, I'm actually going to become active on Twitter now because I have to. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I hate it, but, you know, what are you going to do? But, you know, every time you do a record, you get to kind of reface everything that is your band. And and I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. It just kind of you know, re- redoing all the imagery with everything we got on on the web and then making new videos and all that stuff. So it'll be nice to, to, to have a new chapter in Dope. It's been a little while, and, um, you know, I, I, I will say we probably won't take this long in between records on the next one, but I really needed the break, you know, needed... I didn't want to make a record because I had to. I wanted to wait till I was excited about it again because I needed a little break from it. It's kind of hard to keep coming up with new ways to say mother... <laughs> true that true that man now um on the uh, last several dope albums you guys are uh, you guys specialize in doing these just out of left field 80s covers and the last couple have been like a uh, new wave and pop the thing is when is dope going to do another hip-hop cover man you know that's that's not i don't know i'd say probably not likely just because the police was such an obvious one for what I was doing with my life at the time, and I'm a big NWA fan from back in the day. And uh, at this point, you know, it would have to be like the right song that just made me go, "Wow, I, I so identify with that." Um, I, I don't even know if there's a cover song being worked on on this record. Now, I know we were messing around with Aerosmith's uh, "Dream On," which was really cool, but I don't know if that's going to materialize. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a cover on this one or not. Your brother and former Dope member, Simon, he ended up working in the video game industry. Uh, are you a gamer, too? Do you pick up the Xbox Live and all that? Uh, yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm a big sports fan. Like, I love football. So I would call myself a, an avid Madden uh, gamer. Um, I'm not really into much else with the game. It's not because it's not cool, but just because I don't have the time. And uh, I put a lot of time into my Madden franchise and... Other than that, it's like, you know, I got to make records and I got to chase girls around and I got to, <laughs> you know, make money and do everything else. So I don't really have the time to get into the first person shooter games and all that stuff. But that's what my brother does, man. It's awesome. I'm, I'm super happy with him. And my brother was never a real musical cat. He was just like my partner. So for him to uh, to find his way in that world made so much more sense than him remaining in music and just blowing out his liver. <laughs> so um, he's doing fantastic, and we're the best of friends and couldn't be happier with where each other are at. Well, here's the question, though. When you do get online and play Madden, do you ever play with fans? Uh, you know, I would say I don't know, because usually I'll, if I do play with people that I don't know, um, you know, my gamer tag isn't anything to do with dope, so... I, I wouldn't have a clue. I mean, most of the time I wind up playing some kid in friggin' India that's like, you know, 
insulting me because he's better than I am and, you know, <laughs> telling me, hey, you better catch this, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so I end up getting my ass beat by some 13-year-old Indian kid or something. So I'm, uh, I wouldn't know the answer to that. I feel you. Now, would you be comfortable sharing your gamer tag with the Rock Nation so, they can, so that way you can be insulted by people who have a, an English accent? No. <laughs> and the reason that I wouldn't is because not only would they do that, but then I'd start getting all these instant messages. And if there's one place I don't want to be harassed, it's while I'm playing my video games. They can hit me up on Facebook. Pretty soon they'll be able to hit me on Twitter. And that's all good. But I, I don't want to be bothered on, on my mad. And that doesn't mean that my fans bother me. It just means that that's my time, man. I was talking to uh, Chris Howarth from In This Moment. And uh, he games with fans a bit. And he's like, you know, sometimes it turns into a long interview. And I, all I want to do yeah. is shoot things, you know? Yeah, no time for that. Now, um, back in the day, you guys actually appeared on a WWE soundtrack. If Edsel Dope was a pro wrestler, what would your signature move be? Ooh, it would have to be something that smashed your head like a, like, I would probably come up with a 2013 version of a DDT. The double dope drop or something like that. Yeah, something like that, like a triple D it would be called. The the double dope drop, I like that because you got the three Ds in it. Beauty, so, beauty. yeah, well, yeah so I like that. You can have that. It, it, that's free of charge, man. No royalty necessary. Thanks, dude. When I when I start doing steroids and I become like 285 pounds and uh, and I'm in the WWE, I'll I'll let you know. Awesome, brother. Awesome, brother. Now, uh, <laughs> over the years, Edsel, you you've had a few different guys in the band. Uh, what does it take to be a member of Dope? You know, it's weird, man. I I will say yes, you are correct. I have gone through many many guys and. Uh, you know, it seems like every record there's some turnover. Um, and I would say that it's weird because I've never done this big search for guys. Like, I've never, you know, placed ads and inter- you know, interviewed and auditioned 50 guys and come up with the best guy. Like, really, I usually just pick from my circle that's already kind of in my life because the most important thing for me is somebody that I can tolerate and that, like, understands the way that I roll. So um, I think first and foremost, it takes that you you already have to have an in with me and already have to, like, be in, in this, I call it the gang. You already have to kind of be in the gang and be in the circle, and then you have to be able to play, obviously, and then uh, you have to be able to tolerate me, and um, and and then, you you know, you have to have one of the four mentioned. You either have to have a whole bunch of tattoos or you got to... <laughs> Just somehow be a friggin' rock star. You just have to have your own thing to bring to the table above and beyond being able to play music that makes you look like you're part of the game. Like, it's going to sound a little pretentious, I guess, but when I was growing up, I I grew up on, you know, bands that were entertaining, like Kiss and Motley Crue. And my goal with Dope was always that no matter who was in the band, I wanted us to be able to walk into a room collectively or individually and have people go, oh, that's a dope guy. Like, you know, if you would have saw anybody from Molly Crew rolling somewhere back in the late 80s, you would have known that's a guy from Molly Crew. And that was important to me just to have an identifiability about, you know, who we are and, and, and uh, how we sort of roll in our, in our crew. So... You know, and I guess if you don't have it when you come in, you eventually get it. So it's, uh, I probably didn't answer your question for right there, well, but actually, I gave it my best shot. I'm a branding and marketing guy, man. I am picking oh, up well, what you're you putting go. down. So no, I absolutely understand. The, the, the uh, Saturday Nightmare crowd, we're a smart bunch, so we get what you're talking about for sure. 
Nice. I like it. You're listening to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show heard every single Saturday night from 9 until midnight Central Standard Time on Rock 94.7, 1029, and online at rock947.com. You can also listen on your Android device. Just download the Rock 94.7 app from the Google Play Store. Our interview with Edsel Dope of Dope continues. Your guitarist, Virus. Now, here's the thing. You are uh, you're a self-taught musician, whereas Virus, I mean, he actually teaches uh, kids how to play guitar. When it, when it comes to you guys sitting down and writing, is there some kind of dynamic? Is there a bit of conflict there where you're like, we should do this? And then he comes back and says, well, that's not classically trained at all. That's a silly idea. <laughs> no. He's actually a really, really good mix of a uh, of a super um, educated guitarist, and then also a guy that you know kind of understands that it doesn't have to be mathematical to make sense. So the the good thing is that I have no I like, and I talk about guitar because it is mathematical. Like if you can play it on this fret, and then well, where's the other place you can play it? Well, it's down here. Like it's it's. It's mathematics. So I have no concept of any of that. So for me, if I'm working on a riff with, with him and I go, you know, well, well, let's play it somewhere else or I want to change the, the key of it real quick or I want to add a harmony to it, like instantly without him even having to think, he knows where it's at, which makes our ability to work fast really good. But, um, but then there will be plenty of times where I'm like, no, no, I want to play it there. And he goes... Yeah, okay, like, I mean, maybe in the beginning you'd be like, yeah, but that's not in the scale, and I would say, I don't care if it sounds cool, and he'd go, yeah, you're right, but now I think he kind of understands my method to my madness and the progressions that I like, so he doesn't even question it anymore, and we're, uh, we work really good together, he's super talented, really good guy, and he's, you know, he's going to have a really exciting year, he's, he's uh, partnered up with David Raymond on the device project, which will be really great for him. And, um, you know, we're just going to keep trucking and doing what we do. So we're, you know, we're easy, man. You know, we've been doing this a long time. I think, you know, maybe if we were kids again, we could probably go back and tell you some friggin' horror stories. But, <laughs> you know, at this point, dude, I like, I like to reference it to, like, being a veteran athlete. Like, I may not be as fast as these young kids anymore. I may not, you know, be able to jump as high. But I know where the ball's going to be. So it's like, I just, I know where to be. I take my time. It's all good. I feel you. I feel you. Now, you have been doing this uh, for some time, and you've started a lot of them. I mean, hell, at the Fillmore last night, we actually had, a, I think it was a Fillmore's very first pit. We actually had a pit. The question is, when's the last time Edsel Dope was in a pit? Whoa. Um, I would say probably band camp four or five years ago when we had the big mud fight. <laughs> and uh, and I went and got in the mud fight before I went on stage. So it's been years. I'm not really comfortable in those situations. I don't. I know it's going to sound crazy, but I don't really like crowds of people. Like, uh, I, yeah, I don't like I don't like being in those environments anymore. They used to be a lot of fun to me. Now I like a little bit of separation. But then again, I dove and crowd surfed in, in the crowd. You know, I don't know. That hasn't been very long, but that probably doesn't count, right? I, you know, I'd say being suspended in the air is actually a little more dangerous than actually being in All the right. pit. So, no, that, that counts, man. That counts. Well, I, I would tell you, I probably would have crowd surfed last night, but I'm nursing two broken ribs that I got playing a show a, a, a couple weeks ago. Actually, last week we were in Springfield, Virginia, and I uh, 
you know, much like you were talking about with the protesters, I said something funny and dropped the mic on the ground and fell over laughing. <laughs> and I was just laying on my back laughing during the song. And my bass player jumped off his little ego box and slammed right down with both feet on my chest. Oh, my two of my ribs. He gave you a double dope drop. Dude, he did. It was horrible. So I have two fractured ribs right now that I'm nursing. So I can't do much other than barely get through singing without, you know, one to cripple over in pain. So mm-hmm. there was no shenanigans of me crowd surfing last night but normally i probably would have done that well let's uh let's go from getting your ribs cracked by your bass player to uh to something a little more positive what is edsel dope's favorite memory from the road that you can share without attracting the attention of law enforcement i'm sure it would be full of debauchery <laughs> and I, i'm much like uh like kelly bundy in the sense that every time i create a new experience i lose an old one so it's really hard for me to, to, to narrow it down to one. If I was with a bunch of bandmates right now and we were like, oh, you remember the time? Like, it kind of comes back to me. But, um, man, it's, you know, it's there's been so many. We've been doing this since 1997. Um, and there's just been so many great, insane experiences. I, I will tell you, though, the one thing that is incredibly rewarding to me and is uh, just lights out is how many fans I run into that are young. It's like, we uh, rolled in, you know, again, we were in Allentown, Pennsylvania last week, and I'm standing outside, and these kids start talking to me, and they're 21 years old. Last night, I'm at that granddaddy strip club, and I'm talking to some kid who's telling me how, you know, this band is his favorite band, and this and that, and the kid's 21 years old. And I'm going, how in the hell are these young kids finding this band like we're not part of the new we're not part of the movement of whatever's cool today and we just continue to to find new young people that are are down with what we're doing and build on this cult following that we've built through the years and that's really cool and rewarding to to know that our fans are uh are it just continues to, to the old ones stay and the young ones come along and they discover it and that's that's pretty crazy because I don't think that's happening to a lot of fans from our generation that are finding new young people that actually think we're cool and not a bunch of old farts. Well, I'll tell you what, brother, at Rock 94.7 and on Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare, we will absolutely keep spreading the word. That is Edsel Dope of a legendary dope. They got new stuff coming out this summer. Like them on Facebook. Follow them eventually on Twitter and uh, check them out online at dopearmy.com. Edsel, back in 1997, a buddy of mine handed me a cassette tape and said, you got to check out this band. Been a fan ever since man thank you so much for being on scary terry's saturday nightmare wow well thank you very much for all of that and and thank to you and i'm terrible at names man but whoever <laughs> the promoter cat was that i met yesterday that uh that put the show on i give him a lot of credit for for going into a a fairly untouched market in the sense that you know i'm sure until recently not a lot of bands have become into what's all um <laughs> and and it's a great new place for us to come and add to our, our routing. And, and the fans were awesome. You guys are amazing in supporting the show. Uh, the promoter did a great job, and the fans were, at, were awesome. So um, we will definitely be back. We would love to make this a regular stop for us. And uh, we just had a great time. The fans were awesome. Um, you know, everybody was just 
just great, man. The strip club was a good time. Everybody we met was cool, and I even I even liked the protesters. So um, <laughs> thank you to you guys for doing your part because without you and without the fans, it doesn't matter. We could we would have been hanging out with Jim Belushi last night, and that's not how we want to roll. Keep in touch, brother. Absolutely, Edsel. You take care. All right. And thank you for listening to 13 Questions with Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show heard every Saturday night from 9 until midnight, Central Standard Time on Rock 94.7, 1029 in Central Wisconsin, and worldwide online at rock947.com. You can also listen on your Android device. Just go to the Google Play Store and download the Rock 94.7 app. Next time you're on Facebook, give us a like. You can also follow me on Twitter. It's at TerryRock947. You can even circle me on Google+. Once again, thanks for listening.